Welcome to Generation Nation, the show that connects the five generations of Americans now living and working together. I'm Bobby Batista. Go to any mall or airport across the country and you will see women over a certain age wearing tight tank tops, mini skirts, low rise jeans, low cut tops, etc. And you can't help but think, does she know her limits? Does she know how others see her? Does she even care? Well, maybe not. I'm all for hip, stylish clothes on a woman of any age. In fact, young and trendy clothes to me look great on a 40-something with a killer body. But how many people do we know like that? But at what age do you have to stop wearing certain pieces of clothing no matter how good you think you look and how can you still manage to look trendy and cool and feel good about yourself. Stylist Amy Nelson is here with some great advice and Dr. Alexis Abramson, a lifestyle gerontologist, joins us as well with her thoughts on this topic. Okay, Amy, let me start with you. I hate the term age appropriate, but is there an age? You know, it's interesting. You just said something about what's hip and stylish. And I think that from my perspective, I talk about genuine style, and truly genuine style is kind of ageless. So age-appropriate is a tough thing because if you really think about it, and I, I thought about this on the way in today, if you looked at Harper's Bazaar magazine and they say what to wear when you're 20, 30, 40, 50, and 80, there's no difference in the clothing for the most part other than potentially hmm. a sleeve on a jacket, um, a skirt maybe being a little shorter, but for the most part, the content from 20 to 80 is very much the same. So from my perspective as a stylist and a, and a wardrobe consultant, and I, and I dress people from my client's daughters that are 20 and my oldest client is 87, who is one of the hippest women I know, is that really style is ageless. So age appropriate kind of dissolves itself, but there is something about the fact that it's really not about the clothing. It's really about kind of being authentic to who you are. So it's just it's it's just a garment that's on you, but it's really reflecting who you are. So if you're looking for style, you 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 don't really want to ask your teenage daughter though if you can borrow something from her closet unless it is ageless. But that's not usually the case with your teenage daughter. It's funny, we meant we talked about that when we had lunch together and my daughter happens to be 18 and has grown up in the fashion business with me because I've been in the fashion business a long time, but my daughter tends to come to my closet. And she realizes that there's some stylish pieces, a leather jacket, um, a gray cashmere sweater, a great scarf, or what was it this morning? There was like, oh, a little quilted jacket that she wanted to wear with her on what she was wearing to school. And I really think she realizes that even though she's 18, we are not dressing the same. We've never competed in that way. We are not best friends. It's really something that she just likes great style. And great mm -hmm. style is great style. Alexis, um how well do we judge ourselves, and should we be the people doing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot uh, of that, yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I think everyone should have a roommate, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm not, or a mirror at the door. Um, I, you know, I, I think that uh, what was just said is so important to 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 think about because what this can turn into is competition yep. and this whole sense of um, I want to be my daughter again in my 40s and 50s and 60s. And so a lot of it is really about having the confidence mm -hmm. in yourself, you know, and wearing clothes that feel to you that are as good as your skin feels to you, you know, making sure you make choices that are appropriate to you. But I mean, you know, I hate to be outside the box, but I do think body appropriate is important. And I don't think 
you know, and I think it's important at any age. And and we have to face the facts. Mm-hmm. As you said, Bobby, in the open, the older we get, gravity has, you know, a place in our lives. There's just no two ways about it. Right. My brother's so a, do hormones. A, a, yeah, hormones. <laughs> hormones. I mean, you know, um, my brother's a facial plastic surgeon, and I can tell you, majority of his clients are obviously over the age of 50 and 60. I mean, we change when we get older. Yeah. We have to face the facts, and we have to morph our clothes to be appropriate for our bodies, for our minds. And I lo- I've always loved that term, ageless. I think it's so graceful and powerful. And, and it is true, if I could add to that, is that it is, I, again, the age-appropriate connotation is just, it just kind of makes us all feel uncomfortable. I just turned 50, so there, there's something that makes me kind of cringe. But I think what's really important is that you really have to know what your body type is. Are you short-waisted? Are you long-waisted? Do you have big shoulders? Are you big-busted? What I do as a consultant is to really isolate what your assets are and maybe what are things that are not as positive. And as opposed to, you know, everyone says, play up your assets, make sure your skirts are as short as possible, or, you know, you've got a great bust, you know, have that plunging neckline. That's not really what this is. It's really what we call it is kind of trompe l'oeil. It's kind of tricking the eye. Mm -hmm. So it's about really kind of playing up some things so that when you walk in the door, you're walking in the door, not your clothes. And when I shake your hand, it's I, I'm Amy Nelson. If somebody says, oh, by the way, I love your earrings, or that's a really pretty scarf or what have you, it's really not about the attire. It's about the whole person. And I think you spoke, Alexa, about that, is that it's really about this authenticity, that it's really about you. Having said all this, though, I I think there are definitely items of clothing that do have an expiration date, Um, you know, because our bodies change. Uh, You know, low-rise jeans, for example, for a while, that was all you could buy out there. And, And I'm sorry, even when you're 120 pounds, if you're over 50, a lot of that weight's going to be in your middle, and those jeans are not only going to look bad, they're going to, they don't even feel good on you. <laughs> so, I will no. say once again about that is that it has everything to do with dressing to your body type because a low-ride jean on somebody who is short-waisted is a better fit than somebody who is longer-waisted. So it really has to play with really what are your strengths, trying to analyze what your body type is, and there are jeans out there for everybody. I mean, if somebody said to me, oh, it's a high-rise gene. I'm like, that's not high-rise gene. That's just a mid-rise gene for us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very confusing, I think, to, to uh, customers that go into stores sometimes because there's, there's a lot of mumbo-jumbo out there. Mm-hmm. And people aren't telling them, oh, they look great on you. Meanwhile, they're skin tight and skinny with a, you know, leopard pattern, and the woman is 55 years old. And to your point, is that appropriate? <laughs> but there's a lot of actual physical changes that are happening. I mean, your Correct. skin's getting lot, you know thinner, so you have. I, I would think that you would have to wear different colors when you get older sometimes than you might have when you were younger. I mean, just the opaqueness of it. You know, your boobs are obviously getting you know less. Mm-hmm. What's the word I should use? Buoyant, taut, peppy, peppy, <laughs> perky, less, less perky. Yeah, perky. You, you know, and, and a lot of us are getting you know thicker around the waist. So you have to adapt to that too. You have to think about what am I comfortable in, but then also you know each year my my, my grandmother used to tell me this all the time. She's like. Anything you haven't worn in the last year, at least put it in storage. At least have five good pieces that you can you can wear for a couple of years. But reassess yeah. because we change too. Yeah. I mean, we change mm-hmm. in our minds. Yeah, we do change in our mind. And Very sometimes much. I put on something and I'm thinking to myself, Oh my god, really? 
That is, does not reflect me at all. And we don't. I don't think we have to give up everything. In other words, um, Amy, obviously at some point you've got to give up mini skirts if your legs are bare yeah. because your skin just isn't there for you. Knees but, are a little yeah. saggier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, elephant skin, we mm-hmm. like to call that. Um, but you can wear mini skirts in the winter. or n- Not mini, but a shorter skirt above the knee with mm-hmm. tights. Yeah. You know, So you don't have to totally give it up. Tell me how we keep wearing high heels. That's what I'd like to know because I love them. But now I've gone past the point where I can walk around in four or five inch heels for any length of time. It's funny. I think it depends on what you do for a living. I tend to be a petite person. I'm 5'2", and I wear heels every day. I think they're, you know, the whole platform concept helped everybody a lot because a platform clearly gave you a more physical support system. The reality is, is that there's some platforms. I saw this woman the other day in the street, and the platform itself was three inches, and the heels were six. So it was like I was waiting for her to just kind of topple over. Yeah. Um, I think that heels are really a that's a personal thing. I really yeah. do. I think that um, I think that there are some women that do love it. It gives them a sense of confidence. Um, I'm praying for the return of kitten heels. I love kitten heels. I do too, actually. Let me ask. So we're talking about fashion. It's not just, you know, your clothing, but what about hair color? You know, I see Mm -hmm. all these people. Makeup. I see lots of people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. They're not not continuing to reinvent themselves. It's sort of like, well, I've been to the same hairstylist or or the person cutting my hair this whole time. I've been to the... And I think we need to think about that too. It's not just what we're wearing. It's 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 a whole persona. It's a whole Mm -hmm. persona. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something to, to that. And, and I think that we all think as we age, as we our faces get wrinkled and the skin is not as supple and what have you, is that let's pile it on more so that we feel younger. And the reality a lot of the times is, is that we just have to reevaluate, get an expert to think about it, maybe switch your hair stylist to say, you know what, I don't want to be wearing the same helmet head. I don't want to be wearing the same what have you. But there is something to be said about a signature that reflects you, that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's my ponytail. That's your ponytail and your bangs, as <laughs> yeah. you said, Bobby. And bangs, right? And right. But I think there is a tweaking um, that mm-hmm. every year you reevaluate. You reevaluate the fact that you've had this jacket, and even though it's been a fantastic jacket for three, four, five seasons, you may be sick of it because you've worn it so many times. You may be sick of it because it doesn't fit. You may be. You may want to update it. You may want to, you know, put it into a different perspective. And I think that. One thing that I we do when we come in and edit a closet is we put things in a holding pattern. And it's we literally ri- physically ribbon it around and we say, this is a holding pattern. You haven't worn these items. In six months, if you haven't worn these items, then they go. Well, how about this one? So a girlfriend of mine got divorced and um, she was trying to reestablish her life. And so we had a party at her house and we basically put in bags everything, every piece of clothing her husband liked. That she didn't ever want to wear. She never wanted to wear it. She didn't like it. That's good. She's like, I'm oh, in my fifties yeah, now. That's really good. The I don't even like that. I mean, I can't believe I wore that. She's, you know, she's just, and she landed up with like three articles of clothing, and mm-hmm. I, and and it became fairly clear why mm-hmm. they, they got a divorce. There's not a good lines of communication, but you, you know, while, interesting. while we're kind of getting into a little psychology here, I I was wondering whether you know when women get over a certain age, and there's people write about this all the time, they feel invisible. And they become invisible. You know that. You walk down the street, you pass a good-looking 35-year-old guy, and you don't exist anymore. And so I'm wondering if some women wear attention-getting clothes partly to push back against that feeling of being invisible. 
I think that is absolutely the case. I think we are of a realm, unfortunately, there's a lot of flashiness out there. And I think not only age appropriate or, you know, being of a certain age, but I also believe that why are we carrying things with so many logos? Why are we carrying things with so many X, Y, and Z when that bag is walking in the door when you should be walking in the door? So I think there's something very kind of in tandem about that. And that's just not our philosophy. I, I, I really I find that difficult because shouldn't it be about who you are and not yeah, about what you're doing? You know, I I agree with everything you're saying, but I think Bobby, with respect to this invisibility, people feeling invisible, it is it's it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. I think once you turn fifty, there's no doubt that it becomes an epidemic, and so. You could use it to your advantage, not by wearing low cut blouses or anything. But I know, you know, people who wear red, you know, rimmed glasses or they wear, you know, stylish scarves. They do something, as you said, to create an image for themselves. That's signature. Not all, all a signature, not all about aging. And so there is something we could do. I mean, just just like you said, with your ponytail, you know, it's stylish. It's it's uh, it's always, you know, very, very um, classy, you know, but. When I, I can see you a mile away, I know that that's what you're going to, you know, but it, that's great <laughs> yeah. because it, it, yeah. it's associated with your. I will tell you, I will tell you one time I, I, I wore red lipstick, which I rarely do, but I wore red lipstick one day. And I will tell you that a fair number of people, both male and female, seem to pay a lot more attention to me. Isn't that funny? That day. Isn't that funny? Yeah. But I think that's another mistake that older women make because we're told as we get older, we should wear less makeup. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that sometimes we need a little lipstick. You know what I mean? We need color because we lose color yes. in our skin. To, we- to the point I was going to mention in terms of the signature, there's also something very trustworthy about a consistency. So, I mean, for Bobby, I've known Bobby a long time. There's just something very comfortable when you see somebody looking consistent. I mean, I, I, I do a seminar about uh, powerful executive women. And when you see these women that are constantly stylish and you look at them, you want to trust them. And there's something really kind of kind of comforting about that. And there's actually studies about that that says, you know what, I love seeing Christine Lagarde, who is a very handsome woman who's in her 60s, who's very relevant and extremely stylish. But she is very consistent with her style. And when you we, she carries that pair of gloves or a scarf or a fantastic piece of jewelry, you look her and you go, you're just impressed. It is mm-hmm. so much work. I mean, it is. Seriously. I mean, I know you're in the business, so yeah. it comes easily to you, I'm sure. But it's a lot of work to change your purse and your earrings and your this and your that, especially when you're just kind of hanging around, <laughs> especially when you're doing radio. It's yeah. like, I, think, <laughs> I think there's degrees. I think there's degrees, but we, we have to wrap this up. But I, I, I think there are degrees. But the most important thing is, I think, is for women not to give up. And so many women do give up they after do. a certain age. And so that's the only thing that I would say you know, to encourage people to, you know, that you, you, if you feel good about the way you look, you feel good about yourself. That's the bottom line. And the one thing that I will add to that is I, I, I have a clientele, as I said, from 20s to 80s. And there are some women that just want to say, you know what, I want a little boost. I want to not to say recreate myself, but there's something really wonderful when you kind of infuse somebody with a little bit of confidence and gives, give them a little bit of energy where they can look in the mirror and say, you know what, I found myself again. There's something really powerful about that and empowering. So I, I don't think they should give up because there's, there's, no. there's a lot to continue to give. Amy Nelson, Dr. Alexis Abramson, thank you both so much. Thank you, ladies. Join us for the next Generation Nation. And thanks for joining us today. I'm Bobby Batista.